in the zone. I am only drinking my purple guava. A bit more than 300 years ago, in an English town called Lyme, a girl and her mother picked wild blackberries. Their hands turned purple with the juice. The thorns of the berry bushes pricked the fabric of their long skirts. When they got home, the woman skimmed the cream off the evening's milk. She added it to the cream from the morning's milk and began to beat it all with a bundle of clean, soft twigs. Beat, 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 beat. Her arm began to ache. Beat, 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 beat. And 15 minutes later, she stopped. Whipped cream. The girl drew water from the well. She put the berries in a piece of muslin and rinsed them. Then she squashed and strained them through the muslin, getting rid of the seeds. Together, she and her mother poured sugar on the fruit and then mixed it with the cream. You may lick the spoon, love, said the woman. So the girl did. Mmm. They carried the mixture to an ice pit in the hillside. It chilled near sheets of winter ice packed with reeds and straw. the family supper, cold chicken, mushroom ketchup, and meat pie, they spooned the blackberry full into blue dishes and served it to father and older brothers. Even the baby had some. Mm-mm-mm. Later in the kitchen, the girl licked her bowl clean. What a fine dessert. A bit more than 200 years ago, outside a city called Charleston, South Carolina, a girl and her mother picked blackberries from the plantation garden. A horse-drawn wagon delivered cream from a nearby dairy. The girl beat the cream with a metal whisk made by the local blacksmith. Beat, 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 beat. Her arm began to ache. Beat, beat. Ten minutes later, whipped cream. The girl washed the berries in water from the well. Then she smashed them through a tin sieve with the back of a spoon, getting rid of the seeds. Together, she and her mother poured sugar on the fruit and then mixed it with the cream. You may lick the spoon, child, the woman said. So the girl did. They carried the mixture to a wooden box in the basement. It was stacked with blocks of ice, lined with lead, and insulated with cork. They put the bowl in. After waiting table after waiting table at supper, where the master and his family ate turtle soup, roast turkey, corn cakes, and sweet potatoes. They spooned the blackberry full into yellow dishes and served it. Later, the girl and her mother hid in the closet and licked the bowl clean together. Mm, mm, mm. What a fine dessert. 
A bit more than 100 years ago in a city called Boston, Massachusetts, a girl and her mother bought, bought two wooden boxes of blackberries at an open-air market. When they got home, their morning's delivery of pasteurized cream was waiting at the door in pretty glass boss bottles. The woman looked at a recipe book. She beat the cream with cast iron rotary beaters. Whirr, whirr. Five minutes later, whipped cream. The girl drew water from the new faucet in the kitchen. She washed the berries and smashed them through a sieve with her fingers. Her hands turned purple with the juice. Together, she and her mother poured sugar on the fruit and then mixed it with the cream. Do you want the spatula, my pet? said the woman. Yes, please, said the girl and licked it clean. Sunday dinner, potato soup, roast chicken, and canned asparagus on toast. They spooned the foal into gravy dishes and ate it together with father and the younger brothers. Even the baby had some. Mm -mm -mm. Back in the kitchen, the girl ran her tongue along the inside of the bowl. What a fine dessert! Just a couple of years ago, in a city called San Diego, California, a boy and his dad bought two cardboard boxes of blackberries and a carton of pasteurized organic cream at the supermarket. When they got home, the man printed out a recipe from the internet. The boy beat the cream with an electric mixer. Zzz. Two minutes later, whipped cream. It reminded the boy of shaving foam. The man ran water in the sink and washed the berries in a colander. He crushed them in a food processor, then pushed them through a sieve with a plastic spatula. Together they poured sugar on the fruit and then mixed it with the cream. Can I lick the spatula? Of course you can, buddy, said the man. So the boy did. Mmm. They put the mixture in the refrigerator. The doorbell rang and friends surged in, bringing cartons of lemonade, grilled vegetables, enchiladas, and tomato salad. After a long, good dinner, the man and his son spooned the blackberry full into white dishes and served it to their guests. Everyone gobbled it up, especially the babies. Mm -mm -mm. After the guests went home, the boy stood in the messy kitchen, licking the inside of the bowl. What a fine dessert! But the blackberry full had been so very, very delicious. There wasn't much left.
Time with the scent. This is the recipe. Would you like me to read it? Two and a half cups fresh blackberries or other berries will do. But the full won't be such a nice purple color. Frozen berries will work, though fresh are nicer. Half a cup of sugar divided into one teaspoon vanilla, one and a half cups heavy cream. You want me to keep reading? Find an adult to cook with you. Mash the berries with a potato masher on a large fork or a large fork. If you've got a food processor, you can use that. With clean hands, press the crushed berries through a sieve to remove the seeds. Sprinkle the fruit with a quarter cup of the sugar. Stir. In a separate bowl, mix together the remaining quarter cup of sugar, the vanilla, and the cream. Use a whisk or whatever kind of beater you have. Whip the mixture until it makes soft peaks, but not stiff ones. Fold the sugared berries into the whipped cream. Taste it to see if it's sweet enough. Add more sugar if you need to. Uh, there should be streaks of white and purple. Refrigerate for three hours or more. Eat. And don't forget to lick the bowl. Yeah, that's for blackberry full. I'm gonna take a picture. Of the recipe? Yeah. I don't want to eat it. Okay. Does that sound tasty to you too? Jennifer and her friends meet on Fridays at the community center. They're making a quilt. Everyone works together. First, Jennifer picks a fabric from the dark colors. Fran picks a fabric from the light colors. Jennifer traces a shape on the dark fabric, then she traces a shape on the light fabric. Fran cuts out two shapes. Jennifer pins them together. The right side face each other. The right side of the fabric. Fran sews them together. Richard and Maurice work together. They trace and cut and pin and sew. Look, two triangles together make one square. Two rectangles together make one square. Fran and Jennifer, Richard and Maurice, Sana and Melissa, Anime and Trinity, Maria and Jocelyn, Nadalyn and Viola. Angela and Betty, Ernestine and Zach.
together in pairs, they make eight squares. Except for Naika. Naika works on one blue square. She uses special pens and paints and brushes. Next, they arrange, uh, next they arrange the squares. They turn them and move them this way and that. There's so many combinations. The last one they try is their favorite. Here they use the rotary blade rolls and cuts fabric along the ruler's edge. Heavy plastic ruler for measuring and cutting. And there's a rubber mat that protects the table. The rotary blade. This quilt will have a border around four sides. Jocelyn measures and anime cuts four white rectangles. The pieces look plain, but not for long. Anna helps Jennifer cover the palm of her hand with paint. And Jennifer presses her hand onto the fabric. Friends are invited to make handprints too. Now all the pieces are ready. Labels show which pieces go where. Row one, column one. Row one, column two. Row one, column three. This is row two. Column one, two, three. Row three, column one, two, three. And it marks border top, border bottom, border right side, border left side. They pin and sew and iron all the pieces together. Soon, the patchwork is completed. Now it's time to layer the quilt. Patchwork on top, soft fuzzy batting in the middle, backing fabric on the bottom. The layers are held in place with basting stitches. The quilt is attached to wooden rods. It's rolled tight and stretched across sawhorses. Square notches in the sawhorses hold the rods in position. This makes a quilt frame. And at the frame, Sana learns to stitch. She pokes the needle down from the top and back up from below. It's hard to find the right spot. She practices and learns. It takes a long time to quilt the quilt. Everybody lends a hand. On many, many Fridays, they sit and stitch and Finally, the last stitch is stitched. The quilt is taken off the frame. It is trimmed 
into a neat square. Dot sews on a purple binding to close the edges. Many hands work together to make this beautiful quilt. But who will have it now that it's done? Everyone will have it. It hangs in the library for all to see. It's the quilt that Jennifer and her friends made all together. and kids in the neighborhood they come together to work on the quilts and then the word spread and their friends and their cousins and grandkids also came to join Community. <laughs> okay. The community. 